Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Just the Worst. Ew. Oh, I hate when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I get that horrific urge to say that? That's, that's Valentina, and I'm Patty. <laughs> Ugh, sorry, I was getting more <laughs> wine. <laughs> Just warming up for heyo. Why do I? I hate that. I don't know. Where's where it from? I don't know. Does anyone? Say is it, it like a David Letterman from a million years ago? He I've might have done that. Never watched David Letterman, oh, so that would make I, no sense. I think he did do it though. <laughs> that actually does sound kind of familiar. Yeah. So what's going on? Nothing. How was your week? Oh, it's been a blur. Really? Mine I was too. moderately productive yesterday, though. Mm. Found a five-hour energy in the fridge and chugged it. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to clean the house today. And then got super nauseated <laughs> and wanted to lie down. And I was like, this is the opposite of working. <laughs> and that's you being productive? Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, because I go out of town tomorrow, I'm going up to Tahoe for, a, I was going to say family ski trip, but it's my work family ski trip. But I planned it, so I feel emotionally invested. Picked out the houses and everything. Um, so this is your whole company going up to the mountains and staying in the same house? Two houses. Next to each other? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's 14 people going, and our company is about 23 people. We've got, like, six externs working that we didn't invite. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> – I know, that's nice. And then, you know, a handful of people just didn't want to go. Yeah. But yeah, it's essentially both the bosses. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. See, I don't know if it's because like my last job, we would all go to South by Southwest and Vegas for like all these different conferences, like whatever. Yeah. And we would have so much fun. I think it's we just felt like we were living together anyways because you're at work all the time. Yeah. It was an open office. Yeah. And those pretty small companies, right? Well, the my, BC firm wasn't. My company, but does it was our department that was super tight. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was always weird when people were like, "Oh, like you have to share a room with someone from work," and I was like, "I share a bed with someone from work, like <laughs> best friends." What do you? This is my work wife. Of course, I'm gonna stay with her. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess I could see how it would be weird, like in other companies. Well, our, so our company does a ski trip, and they rent out a lodge, and then people rent out houses all around it. So there's like 80 people, I guess, probably. Oh. Like, there's a lot of people that go. But I'm just like, I just don't see, I, yeah, no. But you don't like socializing, so I see that. Yeah, that is a problem. I have to go to the company party on Saturday night. Whoa. I know. I thought you were out of town. No. Is this not the weekend that you go to Kansas? No, City? that's still that's the middle of February. Oh Christ! But no, um, I'm I started thinking about reasons to not go a couple of days ago. <laughs> of course you did. So I'm working on my exit strategy right now. <laughs> I'm already feeling a bit feverish. Yeah, I'm really not feeling well. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not gonna want to go. I don't want to get you guys sick. <laughs> And it's all the way up in I'm the in city, really... and that's a long drive when you're not feeling well. Well, it's great because, well, it's not great. It's actually really tragic that the flu this year is, like, super toxic levels. Like, yeah. young, healthy people are dying from it. Yeah. 
and they're quarantining out hospitals. <laughs> that is great. You're right. It's great because you could be like, oh, I'm feeling a bit sniffly. I don't want to get you guys sick. I got to stay home all week. Yeah. Mwah. My dad actually ended up in the hospital for a couple of days with the flu. Oh, shit. This year? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Just a couple weeks ago. How does it present itself? He, They thought he had pneumonia. He said he came home from a trip. He was back east. Yeah. And he came home. And he was so feverish, she couldn't stop shaking. I guess he was like shaking oh super violently. And uh, oh, thank you. yeah, so they decided to take him to the hospital and then they kept him for a couple of days. And how do they treat it? I think they just have to hydrate him and make sure oh, that he doesn't get too feverish. And so they're, and he's old. I mean, he's 82, 83. No, he's got to be 84 now. I love that my parents are older than your parents. <laughs> Well, I'm the youngest. I, yeah, though. but you have how many siblings to show for it? Seven. And I have zero. I know. Your parents what were. What the fuck were Sue and Lou And they were doing? Catholic too, right? No. My oh, mom was a convert. They just sent you to Catholic school? My mom converted. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we were Episcopalians, I think, when I was born. My yeah. dad's English, so he's just nothing. <laughs> he's but just sarcastic. <laughs> Eddie Izzard has a great bit in one of his stand ups where he's like, I don't think anyone in the Church of England has muscles in their arms. Like when they say hello to each other, it's like hello, hello, and their arms just stay flat by their sides. Hello, <laughs> that's pretty true. Oh, that's good. Uh, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. What was I talking about? You were talking about going skiing this weekend. Oh, yeah. You're gonna just hit the slopes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have, a, which means I have a house sitter coming tomorrow. So it was the just pure fear of shame that finally forced me to kind of clean up something not that you can tell from looking hey i was able to walk all the way to this chair without having to step over anything yeah like i moved some of the bins and stuff that's in that hallway closet mm-hmm. and she's prepared i put for away four every dogs. article of clothing i have that's colored because i feel like i'm fat too fat to wear colors so i'm gonna stick with just black and navy what do you what do you mean you put it away like you put it in in a instant, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a bold move. Well, I mean, because I have so many cute, and everyone's like, all the books you read about staying organized, whenever they're like, don't hold on to old clothes, right? Just because you think you're gonna fit back in them. And I was like, but I've actually done that to where I have fluctuated enough to yeah. where stuff is wildly out of fashion. Like I'm not wearing bell bottoms or anything. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like I have some really cute stuff, so I was like, yeah, I will fit in those again. God damn it. I have 38 weeks until my birthday. Okay. The 20th anniversary of my 20th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to be in fucking shape for that because okay. I cannot. You want like, to be a smoking hot 40-year-old. Like, oh, we're supposed to do this girls' trip, <clears throat> sorority girls' trip to Napa in April. Mm-hmm. But I really don't talk to most of them anymore because they're all married with like 13 year old children <laughs> i don't know how to relate to that because they all got married when Any... you were in college exactly 100 percent. yeah so i was like i don't know what i'm gonna talk about and then like the one i'm still best friends with lauren she doesn't drink she only smokes so she's like i'm not gonna go pay a shit ton of money to go to fucking wine country that doesn't make any sense no it doesn't she's yep. smart and i told her she has to save up for my birthday extravaganza yeah that i'm gonna make all of you go to have you decided where we're going so there's two spots in Puerto Vallarta that I like. And then, <laughs> sorry, my dog just bent over literally backwards to look at me in a weird way. <laughs> okay, exorcist. Um, and one, uh, I want to say like Tulum. 
Okay. I'm trying to hit a bunch of different price points because I feel shitty that I can't just pay for the whole house myself. And I hate having to be like, hey, like, come to my birthday. Give me $500. <laughs> like, that's kind of a dick thing. I'm sure uh, it happens. Yeah. If people can't go, they won't go. But so I've got one that's like 600 bucks per person for the whole week. One that's 300 and one that's like 400 So it's going to, I don't know, have people like vote on it or something. <laughs> there, well, you have a wide range of friends too, so it could get pretty interesting. I know. Yeah. And it was funny because like Heidi makes like 10 times what any of us make. Yeah. Because she just got a new job where she's like, yeah, I'm making like three times. And I'm like, oh my God lawyers right and then like our other friend in sacramento like hasn't had a job in like <laughs> years <laughs> yeah so there's so that we were like it should be like a pay what you can kind of a thing and i was like i could just do like a kickstarter i suppose and then just have like hey. one person i can afford a hundred dollars and then this person be like i can afford a thousand dollars that's true you could do that yeah uh and then i was like well i'll chip in like a couple grand to get it paid down a little bit. But then that drops everyone's price like by $50 or something stupid. So I was like, oh, that doesn't feel <laughs> you just as have to magnanimous promote as promote certain people. <laughs> you can go for cheaper and you can go for cheaper. But what's interesting Heidi, you is pay that, full price. Because I'm pretty sure I've looked at almost every house on VRBO, HomeAway, and Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Last weekend, that was all I did. I want to say for like 18 hours straight. I have looked at everything. And for some reason, one of the big trends in Puerto Vallarta is having a full staff. Yes. No, that's true. I think but that's why just Puerto Vallarta? Vallarta? It's not like when we go to that house in Manzanillo, it's the same thing. There's a full staff. But it's not in Cabo and it's not in Cancun or Playa del Carmen. I wonder. So I don't know if it's because it's like the old cities. I don't know because Manzanillo is the same way. It's an old city and the house is in like a neighborhood. And there's a lot of. I mean, not of... like Cabo's not an old city. You know what I mean? But like people in like the 50s would vacation in like Acapulco. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a holdover from that. I don't know, but let me tell you, there is nothing wrong with having a full staff. Oh my god! Well, and I know, and then so I'm on like a group chat with just two of the girls that are like the most responsible, adult, sensible ones. That I'm how like, am okay. I not on that chat? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm no I just fun. Feel like I know. No, I just feel like you're so much more adult than all of us. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a terrible like, idea. Yeah, we do whatever. <laughs> uh, and I was like, so would you guys, what would you give up first, beachfront or staff? And they were like, staff. And I was like, duh, yeah. no, that's a wrong answer. <laughs> Pools are great. How, isn't it better to be in a pool and have someone bring you a margarita and cook dinner for you than it is to be able to it's pretty fall nice. onto the beach? When we but go, you have to get your own shit. When we would go to Manzanillo, it was... Um, yeah, like you wake up, there's a bell at 8. There's coffee when you wake up. There's a bell at 8 in the morning. That's when breakfast is. Then you go out to the pool and they bring you margaritas and that's they bring you pina coladas and then they bring you chips and guacamole and then they you, then you yeah, eat they lunch. they pick you up from the airport. <laughs> they like book trips for yeah. you. There's like they hire a boat. Yep. And Jet the one skis, that I loved or the two that I found that I loved the most, one of them is one house back from the water. So it's like up a hill a little bit. But you literally just like walk out a gate and then just straight down to the water. So like, yeah, oh, you can't just like close. roll out of your chair. That's close beach. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, it's in like a gated community. So the gated community has a pool like at one end or a beach at one end or the other. Uh -huh. So you just have to like walk through. Oh, the... either one of those are fine. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, one. Oh, 
just, oh. When I, when I got here, Valentina was looking at, oh, no, I got here before you did. You did. But when you got home, you were looking at, like, five, $500 million houses or something. Yes. Yeah. It's a convoluted big, story. Big dreams. No. So I have this <laughs> podcast that I listen to to fall asleep that I'm going to look up for you right now. I can't remember the name of that. Um, and so one of the visualizations that you do is, like, what's the best house, you, the best bed you've ever been in? Like, what's the best house you've ever been in like where do you go that you just feel like perfectly content and wonderful i was like oh i don't think i have a place oh. then i was like and then there's one that's imagine that you won the lottery like what are you gonna do first and it's like a meditation so it like it's super slow and like you're gonna tell all your friends that you won this enormous amount of money and like what are you gonna buy first and blah, blah, blah. so then i was like i need to look at really cool houses so that when i'm lying there trying not to have anxiety about everything in the world, but I can just picture some amazing house. Mm. So that got me on Zillow looking at. <sighs> I don't know how that relieved your anxiety because, man. <sighs> I mean, it's annoying that it hasn't happened to me yet because I've really never lived a day in my life thinking that I wasn't going to be rich. I just never had a, <laughs> I never had a game plan for it. <laughs> just assumed you just it assumed would, it would happen? Yeah, oh. 100%. Well, I'm sorry. There's still time. And it's funny because when I met, I don't know if it's because I grew up in L.A. or just because I'm my own weird self, but it was really weird to me meeting people that were like, I've never thought that. What are you talking Like, why would you think that you got to live in a mansion? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> just seems like the yeah. most logical step for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really thought that that was going to happen for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, so I might have had like daydreams about stuff, but I never assumed that that was I, I mean, I always assumed that was really kind of out of reach. Yeah, no. And not even that I necessarily would want it. Because I have to be honest that the Bay Area is fucking getting on my last nerve lately. But would like, it if you were rich? I think so. Well, no. Here's the thing, though, is I do pretty well. And, and like, I'm so tired of, like, feeling like it matters what kind of car you drive. And it matters what clothes you wear. And I was at Santana Row the other day and just, like walking past all these fucking stores mm. and how oh no is at this mall across the street and it used to be like a regular mall and now like the whole thing is like you have and lauren and coach and like it's uh. all these super high-end stores tiffany like all the regular stores are gone and i'm just like mm. i'm just ugh, can i just wear freaking i just, just shop at old navy yeah time. exactly but like i've never been a splurger on clothing i don't think I'm not really either. I mean, I think I own every color of, like, cable knit Ralph Lauren sweaters. <laughs> okay. But I used to ride in them. Okay. So you get, like, a nice little button-down shirt, you know, in a shirt and, like, plaid or shade of pink. And then you have your pink sweater to go over. And then you have a baby blue sweater. And then you have a navy blue sweater. And then you have a yellow sweater. And then, like... She's a bit of a prep, everyone. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. With a pop collar. I yes. remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there's good reason for it because you, you don't want your neck to get, get fucking tan and sunburned yeah, all the time. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Yeah, but that's so – I was just like – it just was – it just hit me like suddenly about how – You're ready to move to the desert. Oh, God. I just don't – I mean, it's not like I don't like my car, but I don't like the idea that like I – that's kind I, of funny that you guys drive some pretty fucking fancy cars. Yeah, and I just like – I'd be <sighs> – like, I feel like I can say that because I'm in, like, a 27-year-old truck. Yeah. But I don't think you get to say that. Because what's parked outside? I don't, a, I don't, I'm not is saying. Is an Alfa? A what? An Alfa Romeo? No. Jag. Yeah. 
but I'm what I'm saying. SUV. <laughs> but I know I am. Like, I am what I'm railing against right now. You but are. it's it's but it's like that thing where you feel like that's what you're supposed to do if you live here. Yeah. And I'm I don't like you it. Fall for that. Well, yeah. Doesn't seem like you would. I know. But you get I sucked would. into it mm. pretty easy, and then it's comfortable and it's really fun to drive, and you're like, meh. And my husband's super into those things, so he he yeah. literally called me from this car dealer. He's like, "You gotta get one of these cars." <laughs> like, okay. you get a car, you get a car. Yeah, come drive. He it. gets a new car every year because he's crazy about cars. What's he driving now? He has a Jaguar F Type, and they don't turn to garbage for you guys. Mm -mm. They bought they got bought Everyone... by Ford, so they're it's oh, really? different now. Yeah, they're much. In fact, the car I drive won like car of the year or two years oh, in a row. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's, it's, I but, like that Maserati has an SUV now. I know. I like so it too. So sexy. But um, yeah, but just even like pulling into my, I just ha am having a lot of like, I'm becoming a socialist, I think. I don't know Whoa. what's I know. I don't know what's happening to me. Well. I've been living here too long. You're going to start a little compound out in New Mexico? I am. I like Take it. my horses. Get a pickup truck. Just throw all the concerns of the world away. And I would love to do that. But even there, it's almost too hoity-toity for me. Where is not? I know. I don't know. I haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I could live on a little farm out in the middle of nowhere, really. Mm -hmm. You should move up to, like, Sonoma County. It's all burned down. No. Well, then you can get it for it cheap. Did, it did all burn down. Not all of it. Not all of it. But quite a bit of it. A lot. It did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, we've been rambling on for quite a bit here. I'll do that. Talking about our fantasy lives. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was I going to talk about today? I believe you were going to talk about something called the castrati. Mm -hmm. If everybody was concerned about the purity balls of last yeah. week, we're going to talk about a different kind of balls. A different kind of balls. No balls at all. That's Intentionally. No, that's no balls. No balls. <laughs> and why would they do this to themselves? Mm, no. You know that Heaven's Gate guys did that. Did he? Yeah, a bunch of them. They castrated themselves. Was it to prevent them from having urges? Or yes. Yeah. Which I don't, that doesn't totally do that, but okay. Uh, yeah, that was the idea. Okay. But they didn't sing. Oh, no, they <laughs> did sing, actually, too, but not, not like these guys. Mm. So I think... Maybe I'll start playing a clip. Now that you've blown my surprise. Oh, I'm so sorry. Totally going to lead into it. How are you going to lead into it? I was going to be like, listen to this singer. What do you think she looks like? Ah, I, we could stop and rewind. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's too hard. All right, here's one of the, here's, here's a sample. Get ready, friends. You should see the look yeah. on Valentina's face right yeah, now. Yeah, really she's rocking it. out to it. So that is a young Chinese man, <laughs> ironically, in a Ralph Lauren polo shirt. <laughs> gonna, it all comes together. I will together. definitely post uh, the link for that. But it's so it's still around. Well, not Castrati, not that, but the very high pitchedness. Uh, so now they call it being a counter tenor. So what is a Castrati though? The Castrati. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Originally, when did they start? Do you know? 
like, like what is this whole thing? I know the whole story. Okay, tell us. Until I lost interest and then it just ends. <laughs> and eventually I make her just start recording because otherwise you never Yeah, will. I keep trying to come up with a cohesive narrative, but Patty doesn't let me, so Mm-mm. everyone please. We are just the worst. We Send don't really your have letters to. to her. Yeah. Okay, so opera and opera singers have been celebrated throughout history, particularly by medieval Romans who enjoyed its ability to transcend the listener. A huge part of that experience was the inclusion of female singers who could hit high notes at high registers. Uh, at this time in history, however, the Catholic Church didn't allow women to sing in any uh, kind of religious sense. Why is it always the Catholics? Why, Catholics? They're crazy. Thus begins the story of the Castrati. In 1588, Pope Sixtus V took the female singer ban even further. Uh, and this was uh, St. So Paul. they weren't banned, and then the Catholic Church banned them? Well, so, see, uh, Paul, I want to say first letter to the Corinthians, says women shouldn't be heard in church. They shouldn't be heard anywhere, goddammit. Yeah, it. basically. Yeah. So that got them booted from singing in the church. And so okay. then... In, the female singer band went even further um, where the Pope said they shouldn't be on stage. We just shouldn't actually see them ever. (laughs) (laughs) So this posed a major problem for the world of opera because sopranos were particularly essential to the art. Right. Young male singers are capable of hitting the same notes as adult female sopranos, but their immature voices crack and obviously lower as they approach manhood. And so it's soon began was the manipulation of nature a deviant process of castrating promising young boys at just the right time to stunt their vocal cords and capture their high youthful voices forever so they actually like timed it yeah they figured i feel like it's pretty scientific that they figured this stuff out like i'm always surprised like i always say like they didn't even know you should wash your hands before you dig around in a person but they knew like where to cut your nuts so that well same thing with all the torture stuff like how to torture you without killing you they learned enough about anatomy to do that and not kill the person and and it's so like even today though i would say like we focus our medical research on the damnedest things it's like true. we still are like wow we can figure out how to give a guy an erection for four hours and grow his hair back true. but we can't figure out how to you know yeah stop oh, diabetes when latisse came out the stuff that makes your eyelashes oh, yeah. grow mm-hmm. people like lost their minds because they're like this is what we're spending medical research dollars on but and it then, of course you had to come back and be like, no 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 yeah it was made for cataracts and then they much like wellbutrin shantix that and whole botox evolution was that was not what Botox it was, was designed for eye to do. twitches. It was a side effect that turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I love Latisse. It works great. <laughs> you should try it. No, I actually used to use it quite religiously and it got so good slash bad that I couldn't put my glasses on because my eyelashes would just womp, womp, womp get my glasses. Oh, how it's funny. It's a fun problem to have. Yeah. That happens to me. <laughs> it's hard being so it is, it's- glamorous. <laughs> okay so a castrato which is the singular of castrati uh is the type of classical male singing voice equivalent to that of a soprano mezzo soprano or contralto sorry one of the dogs i I didn't even know there's that tuck your butt and run time (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know there was that many i thought there was alpha soprano bass and tenor or something i don't know anything about it so all of this stuff is like 
sure. Okay. And then they're like, hey, they have like a 19 octave <clears throat> range. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Okay. I was in choir in eighth grade. Oh. Up until eighth grade, really. You sing in a little voice. I didn't. I was alto. Oh. What's that one? The lower female voice. Nice. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. So, oh, and I learned that the uh, medical term for castration is an orchidectomy. Oh, because your little nuts okay. are your little orchids. Oh, that's where orchids. That's very yeah. sweet. Yeah, they're like your little, your little seed pods. We're gonna take those from you now, so that we can Yoink. make you sing in church for the right. next forty years. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, then we'll sorry. just throw you out on the streets. Basically, you could be a priest, I guess, at that point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so castration before puberty prevents a boy's larynx from being transformed by the normal physiological events of puberty. As a result, the vocal range of prepubescence is largely retained, and the voice develops into adulthood in a unique way. That's one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> but as the castrato's body grew, his lack of testosterone meant that his epiphyses, bone joints, did not harden in the normal manner. Thus, the limbs of the castrati often grew unusually long, as did the bones of their ribs. This, combined with intensive training, gave them unrivaled lung power and breath capacity. So they were just, cr like, freaks at yeah, the end of the I day. Think, have you ever seen, there's that actor, it's like Javier, not Bardem, don't say that. <laughs> uh, but you actually would not recognize him because he only plays monsters, because he has, like, a growth condition huh. that makes his bones like 10 trillion times long like he's a giant just like daddy long legs of a man oh i so, think like I that movie mama seen... that was really scary anytime they need like a big monster to, to like do all the, like the weird like backward crawling mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff That's it's him. always this guy huh. he's like nine feet tall his arms are eight feet long he's a giant and his man. name's javier something something I uh, i'll have to look that up later um yeah well, they say like when I, because I have a, a male horse who's a youngster and that we have to get gelded, right? Gelded. And we geld them because I'm not going to ever breed him and he's okay, just going to be a pain in the ass if he stays mm -hmm. a stallion. But they do say that the timing of it is important because if you want them to be more muscular and have like a t bigger top line and all that, then you, you want to do it late. Yeah. And if you want them to get taller, you do it earlier. Yeah, like I remember. That was interesting. Or and if a horse is like a fucking dick, even though he was gelded, you call him proud cut, mm -hmm. and that means they were either probably cut too late or not cut all the way, mm -hmm. and they still have kind of study tendencies. Yeah, I think Alexa's horse was like that. Yeah, my fucking dickhead. <laughs> Javier Botet. Javier Botet. Yeah, Everybody, he's a, he's a Spanish that up. actor. He's done The Mummy, Conjuring, It. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that yet. Slenderman. He made oh, he'd good. be a perfect Slenderman, right? Yeah, yeah he's super creepy. Um, but yeah, look him up. It's fascinating. Okay. Okay. But he was not castrated. Not to my knowledge. I don't okay. think that has to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so these weird dudes had these weird giant ribs and whatnot. Uh, because they were operating through small child-sized vocal cords, um, their voices... Somehow, we're also extraordinarily flexible and quite different from the equivalent adult female voice. Because, as anyone would ask themselves, why can't we just have, like, a girl do these parts? But no, no, no. Right. It was apparently a much 
bigger deal. Their vocal range was higher than that of the uncastrated adult male, and therefore more powerful than an adult female. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So did these guys, so this is what, they're like nine, eight or nine, ten? The the (laughs) average was eight, so most of them were between seven and nine, Uh, but sometimes they would do them later. And do you think like, you know, when you, you meet kids who are super competitive gymnasts or whatnot, and they're like yeah, willing they're to totally sell their souls. Mm-hmm. You, so the kids are totally on board. Oh, yeah. Think? And they're singers now that are like, I wish I could have had it done. So they care about singing more than they care about anything. anything. That's crazy. Well, okay. So I don't think I care about anything that much. I mean, I don't have balls, so I'm not super touched. Well, so just feel like I'd be okay with that. Try to, try uh, to supplant those with something else. So, <laughs> in the 18th century, the euphemism musico was more generally used than castrati, uh, although it usually carried derogatory implications. Another synonym was virato, which means emasculated. So that's cool. That, that and then sense. eunuch is the most general term. Um. But historically, many eunuchs were castrated after puberty, and thus the castration had no impact on their voices. Because castration has been a means of subjugation, enslavement, or other punishment mm-hmm. uh, throughout history, dating back to ancient Sumer. In a Western context, eunuch singers are known to have existed from the early Byzantine Empire. In Constantinople, around AD, ooh, BCE, excuse me, uh, 400. <laughs> Be politically correct already. Yeah. Not, not my God. not my bookcase not my saber Um, the empress had a eunuch choir master named Brisson who may have established the use of castrati in Byzantine choirs and this was this was not only sanctioned by the church but it was basically started by the church it wasn't sanctioned by the church I thought it was I thought you said they insisted that the men be no they didn't insist they liked it wait that didn't you say that it was they illegal? Said, oh, okay. I thought you said that the church didn't want women singing, so correct. They, this but, was like the workaround. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So they didn't say we uh, should just make men sing like women. They just no, no, said no, no, no. There no. should be no voices like that. In fact, I'll jump around if you don't mind. Uh, eight was the average age for choir boys to be castrated in the 17th century, though officially it was against canon and civil law. Okay. Pope Clement VIII admitted castrati into the papal choir in 1599, quoting as justification St. Paul's directives, let women be silent in the churches. <laughs> Brilliant. Fuck St. Paul. Yeah, God was like, well, I don't want to hear your ladies. Might have created them, but I want right? them to keep quiet. I didn't even make them. They made themselves out of ribs. What did he give his vocal cords for? Presumably, St. Paul would have been satisfied with boys. Which, I'm sure he was. Right? Maybe not. Proud talk. Catholic Let's heritage. Let's not talk like that with the Catholics <laughs> right about now. Uh, but Clement had been captivated by the Castrati's angel voices. The Vatican was complicit in recruiting singers, not just for the church, but after Pope Innocent XI banned women from appearing on stage in 1686... That's a different source than I fucking just told you guys. Ugh. Hate it when her stories Sorry conflict. if you're basing your thesis on my notes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Uh, last year, human rights groups and historians called for a papal apology. But according to one scholar, Pope Francis was, quote unquote, too busy apologizing to other people. <laughs> for everything else. <laughs> I'm sorry for, for the, for, hey. sorry for the Nazis. Sorry for this. Yep. Sorry for that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for Sister Aunt St. Teresa. Oh, 
Blah. Um, where was I? Jumping around, guys. I'm sorry. I just want answers to my questions I know. You can't even let the story play Okay, out. sorry. I'll keep quiet over here. Oh. Yes, yeah, so by the 9th century, eunuch singers were well known and remained so until the sack of Constantinople by the Western forces of the Fourth Crusade in 1204. Uh, their fate from then until their reappearance in Italy more than 300 years later is not clear. It seems likely that Spanish tradition of soprano falsettists may have hidden castrati. Mm. Whatever that means. Uh, much of Spain was under Muslim rulers during the Middle Ages, and castration had a history going back to the ancient Near East. Stereotypically, eunuchs served as harem guards, which makes sense, but they were also valued yes, as high-level political appointees since they could not start a dynasty or dynasty with um, which could threaten the ruler. Just like Game of Thrones. Various, I know. Hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so castrati first appeared in Italy in the mid-16th century, though... At first, the terms describing them were not always clear. The phrase, uh, the phrase soprano maschio, male soprano, which could also mean falsettist, occurs in musical literature published in Rome in 1553. Uh, 1555, a cardinal, blah, 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 wrote to Duke, blah, 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 that he heard <laughs> that he was interested in uh, his cantoretti, his little high-pitched singers, and offered to send him to... So that he could choose one for I his own service. I have a feeling that a lot of bad things are happening to these boys. I am not super surprised. Um, no, this will make you sing better. Then there were certainly castrati in the Sistine Chapel Choir in 1558. And considering the later French distaste for castrati, they certainly existed in France at this time also, being known of in Paris, Orléans, Picardy, and Normandy. Though they were not abundant. The king of France himself had difficulty in obtaining them. Wow. They were that hard to yes, find. Yes. By 1574, there were castrati in the Ducal Court at Court Chapel at Munich, where the Kapellmeister was the famous Orlando de Lossi. Lasso? Whatever. I'm sure you guys all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm following this pretty uh, close. In 1589, by the papal bull Cum Pronostro <laughs> Pastorelli Muneri... <laughs> Okay, wait, what was the name that you were worried about pronouncing, but you had all of these that like you weren't worried? Lenny Briscoe. <laughs> Lenny Briscoe. Uh, Pope Sixtus V reorganized the choir of St. Peter's to specifically include Castrati. Hmm. Yes, they were on board with it. Um, well, at some point, you just got to give in to the music, you know? It's I like, mean, hey. Yeah. If a seven-year-old wants to be castrated so he can sing for Who his whole life. I? Exactly. <laughs> like, why would I stop him? So although the castrato predates opera, there is some evidence that castrati had parts in the earliest operas. In the first performance of Monteverdi's Orfeo, Orfeo, I don't know, 1607, <laughs> for example. I'm very hung up on pronunciations now, knowing that we've been pronouncing emu wrong. Emu. With the we say emu, but I it's emu. 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 We also don't say evolution. <laughs> evolution. There's a lot of things we don't say That's here. Dynasty. It's, we say dynasty. very incorrectly. Uh, yes. So, although female roles were performed by castrati in some of the papal states, this was increasingly rare by 19, 1980. 16. <laughs> I, I hope it was rare by 1980. Fast forward. <laughs> by 1680, they had supplanted normal male voices in lead roles and retained their position as primo uomo which is, I'm going to guess, lead man. 
for about 100 years. An Italian <laughs> opera not featuring at least one renowned castrato in the lead part would be doomed to fail. Okay. Uh, so the way that they did it was, this is about 1600s Europe. Yeah. International surge created a demand. Surge in demand. That's a better way to put it. Uh, so these little boys would be taken to barbers. Oh, God. Yeah. Cause... This goes back to the medical practices of the time, huh? Yeah, just no borders. Just literally doctors without borders. <laughs> doctors <laughs> or education. without licenses. <laughs> doctors without credentials. Doctors without clean hands. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they would be drugged with opium and placed nice. in a hot bath of either water or milk. Uh, sometimes one of the articles said that uh, they would clamp down on the boys' carotid arteries so that they would like kind of pass out, uh huh, and then do it while they were quote unquote rendered stupid, which I think is really nice. Did but they they gave them opium, so that should help. So, yeah, so okay. they gave yeah. So then an expert, would the expert barber, the ducks leading to the testicles, which I'm just like, how did you guys know that? And then the testicles would just wither over time. Oh, so they didn't take so anything like out. If, yeah. So if you've ever, like I used to, when I was in pre-veterinary medicine and we had to castrate baby lambs. Nope. Mm -mm. Which die if you look at them wrong, number one. I mean, sheep and lambs are just fucking idiots. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, all you sheep but lovers so you out be, there. You get this thing that's like um, you put a rubber like band a rubber on band, it and then it right? opens up really wide. So it like stretches the rubber band and then you put it over their little tiny nutsack uh -huh. and then it just stops growing, right? Blood yeah. to it. And then they just fall off. Yeah. So it's actually not horrible. Do you think it's painful for them though? Oh yeah. We had one die like that day, like as we were doing it. Someone was like, this one's turning blue. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. It is, but they really died. I heard it's not, everything. it's not like a super nice thing to do to horses either. I'm not planning to be there. I think... We cut them, though. Yeah. Like, out on the grass. Like, whack. Okay, you're done. Go ahead. But do they take them off entirely? I feel like they do the same thing, where they just, like, cut them and then they wither. Yeah, die. I think I think so. But it's just, it's... Or I think with cattle, you cut the bottom of it off? I don't, I don't know. know, but I have a feeling that some of our things. audience is really uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> and then there's all the ones in Bakersfield that are like, yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah, we do this all the time. Yeah. Which, by the way, I haven't mentioned to all our Bakersfield friends uh, that my parents retired to to Hatchby. Yeah. So every time I complain about having to go see my parents, I'm sorry, I'm talking about a city that's really near you. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to go from living in like Pasadena to fucking to Hatchby. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It snows. Mm -hmm. who, who retires to the snow? <laughs> Your parents. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean. I so. think we are too, though. Actually, Ian and I are gonna. But I think it's a gentle. It is I a mean, gentle. It's probably the same. It's like it's a high gentle... desert. Yes, exactly. Because Tajpi's off the <clears throat> kind of grapevine in five. Mm -hmm. I know where it is. South of Bakersfield. Yeah. Um, and then they're like a million miles off the main road. So there's like no, there's like a restaurant, like a gas station. It's they live in this cute little area called Stallion Springs. Where all Aww. all the streets are named after resources. So oh, that's like, kind of cool. Turn right on Man of War, and then turn on War Admiral, and then see. They probably thought that would bring you home all the time. <laughs> no, wrong. They sure didn't. Yes. Um. Okay. Now I've completely lost my place. 
You they put them in milk. I know you guys are taking notes. I'm very sorry. <laughs> they put the boys in milk. They put their cut off their milk. Car- carotid and then they well orchidectomies. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Oh, by the early 1700s, it's estimated that around 4,000 boys a year were getting the operation. Whoa, which is 4,000 a year an operation. I wonder how many of them actually want because they singers. would do it because poor families were like. I mean, you could lit- you could make like a Justin Bieber out of your child, but you didn't know if they could sing or not. You just did it and then hoped that they would be a good singer. Mm. So that's kind well, of Well, I mean, it was pretty rough back in the day. So if you didn't become wildly famous rock star of your day, then you could just sing in like local church choir. Or become or a confidant of the king or whatever. Yeah. Or ju- what was it? The guard, the concubines? Yes. The so, harem you know. guard. That was a different time. Oh. Uh, the Santa Maria Nova Hospital in Florence, for example, ran a production line under one Dr. Antonio Santarelli, gelding eight boys at once. Gelding? Yeah. Oh. At once? At once. I don't, if he like just a... like knocked them all out and it was just like, shoo, 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 sounds shoo. like like a Monty Python scene. It really does. <laughs> As does most of his. That's <laughs> true. He wasn't far off. Uh,. uh Okay. They were shrouded in secrecy because obviously they were illegal. Only the dodgiest surgeons would attempt them, and they were often a lucrative sideline. Yeah. Perfect. For village barbers. Uh, Yep. 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 So those who survived, which is great, uh, were tall, beardless, and tended to run fat. So that's so So interesting. That's almost describing me, but not. I'm not tall. But, but it has a similar effect on horses. I find that very entertaining. I know. <laughs> they also had no Adam's apple. Okay. Well, that's, sense. yeah. And their voices did not break. Their larynxes failed to put on the growth spurt that occurs in boys at puberty, meaning that their vocal cords stayed close to the resonating chambers, creating a sound that was sublime, voluptuous, and strange. <laughs> Out of this world. Yeah. Hashtag sublime, hashtag voluptuous, hashtag strange. I don't know what else you could use those three words to describe. <laughs> Just the castorati. Uh, only a lucky few hit the big time. But these top castrati had careers like modern rock stars, touring the opera houses of Europe from Madrid to Moscow and commanding fabulous fees. They were true divas, famous for their tantrums, their insufferable vanity, their emotional <laughs> obsessions, their extravagant <laughs> excesses, their bitchy infuting, and surprisingly, their sexual prowess. What? Yeah. Hysterical with? female admirers deluged them with love letters and fainted in the audience, clutching wax figurines of their favorite performers. The most famous castrato of all was Carlo Broski. 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 <laughs> Broski doesn't sound right. I think, uh, yeah. I think it, we really, just, I, I think that's like Broski is what I was thinking. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Carry a, on. But he was known as Farinelli, so we're going to call him that. Uh, he had a legendary voice spanning over three octaves. What? Three octaves. See, I, I have no idea. So he was around from 1705 to 1782. So he, over his three octaves, from C3 to D6. See, I Whatever only know there was C I and D and all that. Yeah. Uh, and thoracic development such that he could hold a note for a whole minute without taking a breath. Holy shit. That is a long time. No, it is. 
Contemporary critics speak ecstatically about Farinelli. Bernie wrote in his General History of Music, circa 1776, no vocal performer of the present century has been more unanimously allowed by professional critics as well as general celebrity to have been gifted with a voice of such uncommon power, sweetness, extent, and agility as Farinelli. Uh, he took London audiences by storm. One English woman apparently famously yelled out, One God, one Farinelli. <laughs> <laughs> at the height of his career, at the age of 32, Farinelli was invited by uh, to Madrid by the Queen of Spain to sing to her husband, Philip V, who was suffering from what now appears to be schizophrenic episodes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say syphilis. But <laughs> right? Ugh. But then he gets a mercury. Uh, his singing <laughs> seemed to ameliorate the king's condition. An early example of music therapy. Thanks for that footnote. Yes, right. And he became <laughs> indispensable to the Spanish royal family for the following 20 years. Uh, some of the other big name singers such as Ferry, Senesino, and Pacioretti uh, became the first operatic superstars, earning enormous fees and hysterical public adulation. Um the strictly hierarchical organization of serious opera favored their high voices as symbols of heroic virtue. Not sure what that has to do with because that. Because they gave everything to have that I voice. I don't know that. Though they were frequently mocked for their strange appearance and bad acting. <laughs> but who cares? They're getting all the girls. They have all the money. They're oh, no. traveling everywhere. Like, go ahead, make fun I of me. I do love the I have phrasing everything. bad acting, though, because I always feel like... When you talk like about a little kid behaving poorly, you're like, mm, the bad actor. Bad actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Texas, you say someone's being ugly. Stop being ugly right now. Which I love. <laughs> that is pretty good. And being precious is another one that I stole from Australians. Oh. If you're being precious, it means you're being like fucking baby pants about stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Don't talk about how big her feet are. She gets all fucking precious about it. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I yeah. can see that one. I like that one, too. So a uh, theater critic in 1755 wrote, Farinelli drew everybody to the hay market. What a pipe. What <laughs> modulation. What ecstasy to the ear. But heavens, what clumsiness. What stupidity. Oh. What offense to the eye. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Reader. If of the city, thou mayest probably have seen in the fields of Islington or Mile End, or if thou art in the environs of St. James, thou must have observed in the park with what ease and agility a cow, heavy with calf, has rose up at the command of the milkwoman's foot. Thus, from the mossy bank sprang the divine Farinelli. <laughs> well, that's very kind of flowery language here. It's a nice way of being like, this guy is terrible. Uh, even Casanova was tempted, who famously noted in his memoirs, Rome forces every man to become a pederast. Does it? Well, I'm not that's sure that that's true. true. Guys, that. weigh in on this. Casanova. Uh, his most confusing moment came when he met a particularly lovely teenage castrato named Bellino in an inn. Casanova was bewitched, going so far as to offer a gold doubloon to see the boy's genitals. In an improbable twist, when Casanova grabbed Bellino in a fit of passion, oh, he goodness. discovered a false penis. <gasps> it turned out the castrato was a girl. Oh, good know. for her. Plot twist. She had taken up the disguise to circumvent. I'm just getting circumvent. Uh, the ban on female singers in Italy. She's like the Joan of Arc of the, albeit, uh, opera. Or like 
Oh. <laughs> I just blinked. I don't know what terrible movie I was going to reference. Victor Victoria? Uh, no, I was going to say She's All That, but it's actually worse than that. Oh, She's All That. It's yeah. the one with the one that went crazy, Amanda Bynes. It's way after our time. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that one. She's a man? She want to be a... Mm, she's the man? I don't know. She's the man? That's Someone younger than us, let us know. Apparently it was a very entertaining Okay. Uh, they actually became lovers, but Casanova dumped her in Venice after she bore a son that may or may not have been his. That then, blew her cover as a castrati. Probably. The whole pregnant thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, then she came out as female and went on to become a successful singer. Good for her. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I think her name is Teresa Landry. I have so Lardy. many questions about modern day opportunities for castrati. Well, I'm just curious because, <laughs> like, oh, like the whole, well, so the whole, how much more of your story do you have? Uh, oh, actually, only like three pairs. Okay, go ahead. Okay, London was fascinated by the castrato visitors from Italy. One who became resident in England was Giusto Penducci. <laughs> G-E-I-U-S-T-O. Giusto. Giusto. Hmm. hmm. I don't hmm. know. You would think mm. I would know Italian better. Yeah, really, Valentina. <sighs> I know. Uh, circa 1735 to 1790, he became friendly with Mozart while he was in London and had his portrait painted by Gainsborough. And it was commented, there I heard the famous Tenducci, a thing from Italy. <laughs> it, look, <laughs> it looks for all the world like a man, though they say it is not. The voice, to be sure, is neither man's nor woman's, but it is more melodious than either. And it warbled so divinely that while I listened, I really thought myself in paradise. I do love warbling. I know. I you feel know, like it, when not did enough. it take a turn to being kind of an insult? <laughs> not, not in 1790. No. Uh, but it was not only their voices that intrigued 18th century opera goers. Some of the visiting castrati were also physically attractive to women and men. Although their sexual performance may have been deficient, some castrati maintained their libido. Some got married, and women were comforted by the fact that any dalliance would not result in any embarrassing pregnancies. Uh, as one poet wrote, there are those who in soft eunuchs place their bliss <laughs> and shun the scrubbing of a bearded kiss. I'm going to start using that. Eunuchs? The... the the soft what? Say there that? are those who in soft eunuchs place their bliss. Yes. I'm going to place and my... And shun the scrubbing of a bearded kiss. That is a pretty great saying. And there was one of them that apparently I didn't copy and paste that part. Uh, <laughs> he would dress up as a lady and go to parties and then fuck the ladies in front of their husbands. And they wouldn't How know that? I didn't nor think care. That, that appendage worked anymore after such I a think surgery. I dick still works. Then who cares? I don't know. Then. Maybe it works like a micro peen and they just rub it on people. <laughs> I don't know. You <laughs> would think if it cut off your hormones at seven years old, that that is not going to grow to any reasonable size. I don't know about that. that was peni size was never mentioned in Anyone? any of these articles. And no. peni ability to work. Um, no, there actually was a whole article that I didn't even get to. Somebody. Okay, so that still works. <laughs> Maybe start recording. Um, that they could actually go longer because there wasn't any 
Interesting. See, I wouldn't have thought. Hmm. Well, then what's the downside? Women would cheer long live the knife. So they must have been good at something. I wonder what the downside is then. Uh, that if you weren't any good, you were just. But then who cares? Your life isn't any different, really. You're just kind of weird looking. You can't have children. Well, I, so what? But like children who... are horrible. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, but not I'm back kidding. then. I mean, they were horrible back then, but you really needed them. Like, That's who's going to work kids. your fucking yeah. farm or whatever? Uh, uh, uh. The last official castrato, Alessandro Moreschi, uh, which is that amazing recording that I shall play. And when well. was it? Yeah, I mean. Retired from the Sistine Chapel in 1913. Though okay. some historians suspect that Domenico Mancini, Mancini, whatever, uh, who sang in the papal choir until 1959 was a secret castrato. By the 19th century, most people found castration grotesque and operas had started to fall out of fashion. So there was no more. I don't understand. So I don't understand if everything still works, what it's even I a big don't... deal. Like, that's what I don't get. Who cares? I don't think it worked that because great. Because here's the other thing. Because if they were guards for the harems <laughs> and they trusted them because they were castrated but if the castration doesn't result in any lack of performance then so here's as much the... dependent on the timing of the operation boys pruned before the <laughs> age of 10 or so often grow up with very feminine features smooth hairless bodies incipient breasts Ew. infantile penis and a complete lack of sex drive um, but those castrated after 10 as puberty encroached could continue to develop physically and often sustain erections. While most Italian boys went under the knife at the age of eight, the operation was performed as late as age 12. Okay. Um, so that just really, so depends. for Europe's high society women, the obvious benefit of built in contraception made castrati ideal targets for discreet affairs. Uh, soon popular songs and pamphlets. Ooh. <laughs> viral uh began suggesting that castration actually enhanced a man's sexual performance oh see that's good As like the lack gorilla of marketing the <laughs> lack of can uh sensation ensured extra endurance so mm. a spirit in no wise dulled and a growth of hair that differs not from other men Ooh. Okay. okay then so here's my question are okay. you done you have yes. more? Okay. No, I think that's it. Because, so, there's a thing now, right? Like, because we're trying to be really sensitive to gender identity oh, and yes. all that kind of stuff, right? So, people are now putting their kids on drugs to stop their... Um, oh, that's true. And to stop their development in whatever sex they are naturally born to right. make sure that they really, you know, if they're not sure if they identify with that gender or not. And that's like a chemical procedure, but I wonder if that chemical procedure has the same impact if they don't stop it. Like, yeah, because and why couldn't they commitment. do that so people could be a good singer if they wanted to? It's true. I know one of the articles was like, now it's an extinct practice. We'll never know what it was like. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure we could find out. Yeah, I just it's a it's interesting because like if it's okay for one thing because right. you're so sure about something. Yeah, is it so okay for something else if you're cut my so sure? Because I want to be a good singer. I mean, they don't terrible. do that. But then, if a kid says, "Cut my balls off," because I'm actually identifying it as a female, then but that's okay. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't actually do surgery at that point. I don't. I think they still have to wait till they're adults but I for think that. They still do hormones. They yeah. They and they have pills now. But does to that stunt. then fuck with your puberty? I don't think they have done it long enough to know. Interesting. That's yeah. Terrible. I mean, they say that they can take it and just stop puberty from starting. But I don't. I don't know if they've had these kids grow up really long stressful. enough yeah. to be able to see if there's any long term effects. I mean, I can see on the one hand, like. A child being so like innocent that they're not gonna lie about something like that. Oh well, and why would you? I mean, no. Why would you? But then at the same time, like, I wouldn't trust myself to make a decision about the rest of my life when I was seven. And it sucks because you could see the value in in making the decision at that age because there's so much less you'd have to deal with there's on the other be side. there's got people out there that are like, oh no, I made a terrible decision. I'm not a lady. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I probably just, yeah. I have no idea. It's I it's another one of those things that I wonder if we're gonna look back on a hundred years and be like, what the fuck were we yeah, doing? Were we were, be, were <laughs> we being like amazing and kind for letting children do this so early, or were we like, what? You listen to kids that said that they thought they were the other gender? What are you doing? Yeah, it's it's a trip, I can man. See that. But it's it's interesting just seeing how. I don't know. Things change, but they don't really. We just have different reasons like, for doing oh, the same thing. That's abuse. And now we're like, oh no, this is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they want a different thing. They still want something, but it's just a different thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So uh, most people have heard the the auto recording of the last uh, castrato to ever be recorded. Hang on to your hats, people. Well, I'm gonna play a little bit because it's unbelievable. So I want you to picture. I know the actor that he looks like, but no one else is going to. So just picture a large, round, 42-year-old man in a suit, a tie, whole deal. The brill cream hair parted on the side. Old, older fellow. This is what he sounds like. Get excited. I don't think it's that good. Yes. Well, apparently this recording isn't the best. They said he was very nervous when he did it. Um, uh, but yeah, if you just listen to the countertenors of today, which was a whole other thing that I wanted to get into, but I obviously didn't have time. <sighs> Counter Sopranos. Oh, so this is the male Counter tenors. Counter tenors. Okay. Yeah. This is these guys that look completely normal and then sound. And just like the Chinese guy at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. This is one of them. I'm not a big uh, opera fan. And just so you guys know, this guy is like, it's solid like 210, bald, with a beard. Pretty good looking guy, actually. Interesting. But he is not castrated. No, they just, I think, have such range that they kind of realize that they can do this at a young age and then just stick to it. But there's probably like two or three dozen of them now that can now in this day and age tour and fill up opera houses and there's documentaries about them. Like this was just 
the there's an album called the five countertenors so i guess like whatever what was the big opera the five sopranos or the three something like that the three tenors yes the three <laughs> Best bros, three tenors, four Two geese, turtle doves. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just went on YouTube and it's just a rabbit hole. Yeah. There's so many of these guys. And they're all the countries, like, it's fascinating. So People if anybody, are really into it. That's crazy. It's very still, strange. But it's, uh, I'm sure I'll put a video on but our page because who... it's just interesting. Like, you close your eyes and you start listening to it mm -hmm. and then you open your eyes you're like, What? It's it's uh people who are into opera are really into opera like that's true. So who knows? They could get into some opera. weird stuff. I I don't. I mean, I went to an opera once when I was in college, and it was interesting because the the um the scening like the whole stage mm -hmm. is so elaborate and like so that stuff is oh, God, super yeah. cool. But it was really long. And then Ian and I went to one because he'd never been to one. And I'd only been to that one, so I'm like, let's go to the opera. And we went and we hated it. It was awful. <laughs> I prefer just regular <clears throat> classical music for the most part. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I've never probably sat through a whole opera. Yeah. Never but nonetheless, yes, that's a really weird thing that we did for a few hundred years. <laughs> One of the many really weird things that we did. God, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yay, Catholics. Giving us no, more reasons Jesus. to do weird ass shit. They, yeah. I mean, like so many of the horrible things that have happened to people are just like trace it right on back to the Catholics. Or just religion. Or religion. But often the Catholics, because like they the were such a power grab religion. Really like, been like, we don't like religion. <laughs> religion is just the worst. Religion, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was a working title of our show. And then we were like, well, but what if we want to talk about radioactivity? Oh, we should change it. Yeah. Though those guys might have been Catholic because it was in South America. Oh, they probably for sure were. <laughs> so we probably could have worked that in somehow. Got it. All right. But yeah, that's what I got. That is Castrati, ladies and gentlemen. Castrati. I encourage you, Google around. It's I don't. pretty interesting. I'm just curious to see how much more uncomfortable you were with this topic than last week's topic because... Yeah, because dudes seems... are weird about their balls. They're right? Just I'm there. weird about it, and I don't even have any. I'm like, uh -huh, I'm like squirming over here. I just think of gelding horses and how much well, of an Well, you were a pre-vet, so you, <laughs> yeah, you've but seen this in real life. It's only turned out great. Gelding horses. Yeah, but I was When you realize say... that it's testosterone that's making them fucking asshats. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm doing it. It's happening <laughs> to mine, for sure. But yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. So All that's, right. That's what I got. All right. Mm, 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 mm. Thanks, Valentina. Oh, gosh. That anytime. Was, that Patricia. was amazing. I bet. All right. Um, you guys. Oh. A couple of announcements. Whoa. First of all, we started a Patreon. Did. Yeah. If you, um, and we have our first few Patreons and they're so awesome. So the first two people to help us out and support our podcast, Mike D. D. Francisco and Corey Thompson. Thank you yeah. guys so much. It was so exciting to see somebody actually do Mike that. Mike and Corey. Woohoo! You guys win the day. If you would like to help support us on Patreon, it's Patreon. If you're not Mike or Corey, yeah, and you'd like to forward slash Just the Worst Pod, you can find it. I trust you. Yeah, people. and we're on Facebook and Instagram at Just the Worst Pod, and we're on Twitter at JTW Pod. <laughs> Follow us everywhere. Like <laughs> all of our stuff. Just shower us. Share online. it with everybody Love, else. Attention. We need it. Like you said, 
<laughs> shells of humans that need constant reaffirmation. Uh, yeah, so do all that stuff. Again, thanks, Mike and Corey. You guys are awesome. Okay. We're sending you gifts in the mail soon. Yeah. All Surprise. right. Bye, All right, everybody. talk to you later.